I've been sharing a word lately here about the secret of David and the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, I just want to get into that in the few moments we have left and share a little more there. I just can't seem to get away from this uh, with the whole idea. Um, of course, David wanted to carry that Ark of the Covenant. We talked about it and how it was made and its contents in it and what it symbolizes and what it means. He wanted to carry that ark and set up a tabernacle, a temple, in the city of Jerusalem so that that ark could be there because he knew what the ark meant. The ark was, um, symbolized the presence of God with the people. And the whole secret of David is he knew God's heart. And again, God's heart is to dwell with us. So knowing the big picture of that, Sometimes I've just been studying the details of the Ark of the Covenant. And sometimes when you analyze and look at the details through the Word, it gives you a clear picture and understanding what God is doing and what He means by the presence of the Ark. So I'm going to take you back just a little ways. Go with me to Genesis 6, verse 14. As I was just going back over this, God gave me a, just a deeper understanding and revelation myself to be able to share with you as well. 6 in verse 14. The Bible says, So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, coat it with pitch inside and out. Then he gives all the instructions to Noah about how to build the ark. Okay, and then in verse 7 um, 7-1, praise the Lord. The Lord said, then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family. Someone mentioned it today. God likes to save whole families. All the way from the beginning. Noah, you know, you believe my word. I'm going to save you and your family. Um, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Um, it, it goes on to say, verse 5, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him or told him. So Noah was doing the will of the Lord. Noah believed God's word that a flood was coming, believed God's word that I want to save you, believed God's word on what to do, and acted upon it, showing that he had faith in the word of God. I'm telling you, the Old Testament saints got saved the same way we do, by believing in the Word of God. And the Word of God is Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So when Noah and Abraham believed the Word, they were credited with righteousness that was coming physically later when Christ came. So, man, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. They believe the Word looking to Jesus who was coming. We look to Jesus, praise God, who came and rose again. They were looking the Word of God who was coming, and it was credited to them as righteousness. Amen? So Noah um, uh, was called to build the ark. Now think about this. The ark, um, God's judgment came on sin. The judgment purged the world of the outward manifestation of sin. So that ark, that's a, I, I'm, I'm keeping that theme of the ark, Noah's ark, 
save the world, save that, save that family, and save the world, wiped out the outward sin. Judgment came on the sin, and Noah and his family were inside the safety of the ark where the presence of God's salvation was. You see it? The presence of God's salvation in the ark, and then it says God shut the door. Okay? You, you, you have to come when God's calling. Um, and he was calling with mercy and grace for over 100 years while Noah was building the ark. And people were rejecting his call. My spirit will not always strive with man, says the Lord, but one day I'm coming back and the door of the ark will be shut again. Hello? We praise God, righteous and holy, by believing the word of God like Noah, or, you know, praise God, building the ark, amen, and inviting people to come to the shelter of God's salvation. But one day the ark's going to shut, slam shut again. It won't be us that shut it. It'll be time. Jesus said, and my spirit will not always strive with man. There's a day coming when Jesus returns not to save the world, but at that time to judge the world. Okay, so the time to share this word with your family and friends of the goodness of God and the lost folks is now. Hello is now. Praise God. So we see uh, that. Praise God. He said, I have come. Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. I want you to focus there. Um, the New Testament Hebrew says sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased. Then in Hebrews it says, even though the law required these sacrifice and offerings. That's an odd thought. God required them and commanded them how to give the sacrifices, what to give, what to bring, and all that. Commanded them to go through the rituals of that religion of, 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 of uh, the Old Testament. Go through it. He said, but you know what? I was never really pleased with this religious stuff. And then Jesus tells us what he really meant. He said, sacrifice and offering, you were not pleased. Then Jesus says, but I have come to do your will. To do your will based on love that you love. I enter the shelter of the ark, praise God, the presence of the Lord. And like Noah did his will, we do his will because we love God and have a relationship, not out of religious duty. Amen. Religious duty works stinks in his nostrils sacrifice and offerings i did not desire even though that was required but i've come to teach you a lesson and praise god that lesson is hey i love you and i want you to follow me because of that love jesus said i have come to do your will just like noah heard the word and did his will and offered the safety of the salvation of the ark most rejected Praise the Lord. Then we also see, praise God, um, Israel in bondage. They're in bondage to Egypt, symbolizing church, the bondage people get in of all the wraps of Satan wrapped around you in chains of sin and struggle. And God sent another ark. Pharaoh was killing all of the Hebrew babies. And uh, one Hebrew woman had a child. God put it on her heart. It was special. Don't let this child be thrown into the Nile like the rest of the Hebrew boys being born. She made a little ark, a little basket, pitched it with, with tar to keep it from sinking, covered it up and pushed that little ark in the Nile 
sent the sister to watch what happens to it. And it was picked out, drawn out of the water. That's why the old lady called her Moses, drawn out. And praise God, through that ark, again, here's another type and shadow, another ark with the presence of God's deliverance from bondage. The first ark had the presence of God of salvation from the judgment that was coming. Second ark, here it is, the presence of God to deliver the people from bondage of Egypt. And Moses grew up and did just that. All of these is types and shadows pointing to Christ who is coming. And I just want to leave you with this thought. Um, next time I preach, I'm going to get into the travels of the ark. Um, that Ark of the Covenant, we told you that God showed Moses to build an ark, to build that chest. We talk about what it's made of, what goes into it, and then the travels of the ark. I'm encouraging you to read that in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. You'll see the travels of the ark, but all of it is about that ark traveled. Praise God. It was put in the tabernacle in the wilderness, and God's presence dwelt there. So again, the ark symbolizes the presence of God among, amongst the people, in the middle of the people, the presence of God. That ark was some, one day captured by the Philistines, and then David had a heart to go get it, bring it back, and bring it to Jerusalem. Think about this thought as we close, preparing you for the details of what else is going to happen when we teach about the ark. Um, just a little up front so you can study. We know that um, the ark was in that tent in the wilderness for 40 years. They went into the promised land. Praise God, David pitched a tent and they had that ark at Shiloh for about 369 years. They were going into battle against the Philistines. They went and got the ark. The ark was captured by the Philistines. Um, it went, praise God, um, into Ashdod. Uh, the Temple of Dagon you'll read about. Then they, they sent it to Gath. They sent it to Ekron. They uh, sent it to Beth Shemath. Then to kirith Jim and Ab Abinadab's house. Then uh, they were trying to bring it to Jerusalem. They left it at Obadiah's house when people died. And then, uh, praise God, Obadiah was blessed so much. Then David went and got it and brought it to Jerusalem. So you can read that story in First and Second Samuel. Begin to discuss it among yourselves. Pray about it. Um, next time I'm back, uh, I'm, I'm going to do some more teaching on the ark uh, just to show you it symbolized the very presence in the heart of the living God, and uh, He wants to dwell with us. And I'm just going to give you this revelation as we close. Praise God. Noah's ark, saved from the outside sin, but saved us from the judgment, Okay? And then Moses' ark, you know, uh, was the deliverance from bondage. Now watch this. The ark of the covenant, in the ark of the covenant, the box that was built, the ark it was called, the sin went inside of it. So what? Noah's ark, the sin was outside. And judgment came and judged the outward sin. But the ark of the covenant, the sin went inside of it and was covered with mercy. Jesus took the sin. That's a picture. Jesus took the sin inside and then dealt with our inside sin, the sin nature. The Noah's Ark, God judged and wiped out the outward sin, 
but didn't fix the problem of the inward sin. Jesus, praise God, the Ark of the Covenant, took the sin inside and God fixed the inside problem in us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Ark was placed in the most holy place and only the people could go in, just the priest, once a year. But now, as the song was sang this morning, church, the song was sang this morning, my anchor holds in Christ alone, my anchor holds within the veil. The veil of the temple blocked anyone from coming to the ark, the presence of God. But now that Jesus fixed the problem of the sin inside, hallelujah, we go behind the veil and we can live where the ark is in the very presence of God. And even though we struggle, we have an anchor, Jesus Christ, holding us in the presence of God no matter what our weakness is. So we're in the presence of God by our faith in Jesus, even if we weak, even if we sin, even if we struggle, our faith in Christ keeps us in the presence of God who's with you, who loves you, who will walk with you and be with you forever. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. It doesn't take forever to give you a heavy revy. We just like to, us preachers like to expound a while. Okay? So we got, you know what? We got to hear the messages preach while they're singing. I'm so thankful God's got psalmists of today writing the word of God for today's church, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writing the word to equip and strengthen us today, and we're singing the word of God. Man, I get fed just by coming to worship, man. And then we get to see a celebration of what God's been doing in the week with all these people saved. We get celebration to see what God's doing in our children and in other nations. And then we get a word too. Hallelujah. Man, church is awesome. I'm just going to pray for you and we'll be dismissed. And uh, Dr. Brassfield's coming Sunday. But you might not want to miss Wednesday night as well praise god we got a special guest went this wednesday night too don't we clay special guest wednesday night and then the following wednesday night i don't think i've told you this yet clay but we've got another special guest we've got to rearrange the schedule um praise god dr smith um is bringing somebody in on the next wednesday night that's going to be special but we've got fresh start band and rain band playing and wednesday nights are way cool okay if you want to be in with the cool crowd come on wednesday night amen <laughs> hallelujah Amen. Father, I thank you for every home and family. Lord, we give you praise.